Hello everyone, this is Courtney with Courtney's Thoughts, and I'm going to talk about the fantastic arc of union strikes for this year. Like, so far, WGA, which is the Writers Guild of America, is striking due to uh, low payments. Um, SAG-AFTRA, which is the number one union for uh, actors, regardless of uh, status, has just now went strike. Um, in terms of working, UPS, according to one particular worker, they're saying that they have at least 17 days left on their contract before they are starting to strike. And now there is this one union, the SEIU um, union, where its major holder, I think, is Kaiser Permanente, which is a medical uh, um, a hospital and whatnot. And so within five states, and they just started their strike. I It's crazy to me of how these companies are not doing their jobs correctly. During the pandemic, everything was halted. Everything was pushed back. And then also everything was also rushed during the pandemic. So in terms of entertainment, there was an issue or a concern thinking that we won't get entertainment in terms of how actors are going to uh, act with certain, um, you know, during scenes, whether it's in movie or TV, like, like, are we going to get this? Are we going to get that? The majority of the movies that were supposed to um, debut in 2020 didn't get, um, got pushed back, unfortunately, to 2021 and it kind of messed up the programming and the uh, schedules and stuff for future uh, projects which won't come out until um, either later this year or next year or even 2025 like it's that bad in terms of the strike between the writers guild and now the actors guild and because of the pa- because of the post pandemic stuff is also an issue with how things are going to go out for Hollywood. Um, I don't know about Canada and even the UK, which is the other two uh, regions, but in terms of America, yeah, it's very, very bad. Um, the I want to talk about more about the SAG after thing. Like, I had to like figure out which report is more legit in terms of um, in terms of info and stuff, and of course, all these networks, I mean, not networks, excuse me, all these, um, uh, news, uh, companies, you know, they're obviously going to report it, and I was trying to figure out which one is a good one, so I, I pick NPR, um, this article is, uh, reported by, uh, Mandela Del Barco, so if you want to check out if you want to read it, go to npr.org, 
look it up. Uh, this person did it. Um, so Fran just, uh, messing up her name. I'm butchering it. Excuse me. Fran Drescher. She is the current, uh, president for SAG-AFTRA. Um, if you guys don't know her name, she is most notably known as the nanny from the 90s sitcom, um, TV show. And so she's, she's known for that. And she's also an advocate for other, uh, issues and whatnot and she's also is the current uh president for the actors guild and what has been going on is that the national board of the union was going against you know um studio executives as well as streaming executives and they have come to a conclusion that they're going to strike um and so i don't think it's necessary like people are thinking that the a-list actors are at fault i mean not at fault or going or going to uh lose ground or lose uh you know money no like this is for people who are background basically all actually but this is for people who are background actors aka extras the ones that you see in the background when you see the major uh actors doing their scenes you know whether it's for tv or film and even for uh reality tv shows but people don't people don't uh people don't think you know reality tv even though they say reality tv is fake they don't think it's a part of this, and it is, um, for the most part. Um, there's a lot of studios. Okay, never mind. Let me read this. They're saying that she, this this reporter is saying that the studios have also pointed out that the climate for streaming is not good. They had a lot of layoffs recently, just before the strike was called. Disney CEO Bob Iger told CNBC that the union's expectations are not realistic. So here's the thing. During, okay, when, okay, oh, if we're going to do this, the streaming services, Netflix is the biggest streaming service right now. Like, number one. They are number one, period. Then you have Disney, which has Disney Plus and Hulu. Then you have... Uh, um, Amazon, then you have the networks, the TV networks like CBS and, uh, Fox, which is Fox, which is also Disney, but NBC and CBS, CBS has Paramount Plus, uh, NBC has, uh, Peacock. Then you have other, uh, um, other streaming services like Stars, Epic Reels. I think that's, yeah, Epic Reels, whichever one is the newest, uh, name for that one. Uh, BET Plus, um, which is I think is underneath uh, CBS. I could be wrong, and and other streaming services that provide entertainment. Like there, so much influx of streaming services because cable is not being the sought after uh, service anymore. Like everything, like HBO Max, all of that, Showtime which is part of Hulu, I think, now, 
could be wrong. But, like, when Netflix and Hulu was, like, the one and two spots, like, if you weren't on Netflix, you were on Hulu. And so a lot of these networks, like CBS and NBC and any other cable networks, they decided to have their own apps and was like, if you want to watch our shows, if you're not going to have cable, you can watch our shows on our app. You can watch our shows on our website. All you have to do is subscribe, just like the way how uh, Netflix and, uh, and Hulu does it, you know? HBO Max, which was the biggest... Uh, the the biggest new uh, streaming service out of the whole cable, TV, film, cable business, um, HBO Max came out, right? And everyone was, like, gung-ho on it. Like, they were ready to have the series that you wanted to see, the movies that you haven't seen that is going to be on it, the whole nine. And the thing is, is that HBO messed up the messed up their their bag in terms of all of a sudden it was just too much like they cut down kid shows and other shows that were one season offs um they cut down a lot of they scrapped a lot of stuff and so they had to rebrand their stuff uh re rebrand their uh service the streaming services because i think wb i could be wrong yeah wb health discovery the whole i think i could be wrong and i'm sorry i'm going just i'm going off um i think they either acquired hbo and i could be wrong on that but because of that like, Discovery had to, like, switch up their stuff. HBO had to, like, cut a lot of stuff off and rebrand their their platform. It was just too much. I think when, when HBO had to, like, re redo their platform, something was off. And it was just one of those where it's like, well, dang, so many layoffs, so many uh, um, um, unfinished shows and projects. Like, a lot of people were losing jobs. And so when you see the, the Writers Guild, because of the fact that they're not making money off the streaming services, they're like, look, we we need money. We, we can, like, the writers, the thing about it is that networks used to be the go-to spot. Networks as well as cable. Cable was, it was like, in terms of, like, uh, priority, it was always the network and then cable right and then if you're lucky anything that was independent from that they were um they relied on fox abc cbs nbc these major networks and then the, their their affiliates like cw as well as bet um, MTV, VH1, when they did their ser- their services, AMC, um, what else? Uh, what's another one? Um, Stars, if you if you count that, and some other uh, other TV, uh, uh, yeah, other TV networks like their affiliates and whatnot. Like these writers were, they were anything that was syndicated. 
these writers relied on that. They usually will get, usually when an episode would air before they start to shorten the episodes, usually when a season of a show airs, it would be up to between between 16 to 22 episodes, if you're lucky. At most, it would be 22 episodes because of the fact that 22 episodes uh, filled up the year, which is basically like a semester, basically. Basically a year. No, two semesters, excuse me. And so that's what they will do. Like, it will start from September and end with June, right? Like, that's how the TV business was or Hollywood business was, especially in TV, actually. Like, that's what they would do. And then the summer season is when you'll get the repeats, all the repeats. And then towards September, either in the, like, mid-September or even to the end of October, you would get the premieres of new shows, new seasons of the previous shows. Um, you know what I mean? Like, you would get that. And every time, it would be up between, again, 16 to 22 episodes for that season. And the writers would get their money for that season. I think it was 2007 or, yeah, I think it was 2007 when uh, the the i think it was wga when they when they went off um this is their last strike that they had and back then again they relied on the tv networks there was no streaming services i think no streaming services at all and if you were lucky for the streaming services it was on their own respective network websites and you can watch a replay of those ep- those episodes on that on that uh, website. We didn't have apps like that. There was no apps like that where you, oh my god, I need to download and rewatch. No, you were either lucky with cable. You had TiVo, which was a um, a, a playback uh, system where you can record these uh, shows and then rewatch them. You know what I mean? Like that's what they had. You either had cable. And I think cable didn't have that. I think cable didn't have that that option. But TiVo was like the biggest thing. Um, if you didn't, if you if you couldn't uh, watch it in real time, uh, you had TiVo where they can automatically record that episode, and then you could replay it, you know, for as long as you could. And that's what that was back in the day in two thousand seven. And the thing is, is that with these, uh, with these episodes, writers would get money, their direct money, and then whatever else that they had. I think for syndication, um, regardless if you were an actor or a writer, people think that oh, if I like say for instance, if I had a if I had a movie role, right, and the movie came out. And my my check for that movie, I was getting at least thirty five thousand, right? Say for instance, I was getting thirty five thousand. If if I had a speaking role, then the thirty five thousand altogether is me having that role, me promoting that role as well as the movie, doing this do do the screen junket junkets. Do the interviews, 
promote, promote, promote. That was my whole contract. So the 35,000 wasn't just a speaking role. It would be like if I were if if I were ever to get cast, it wouldn't be just for the speaking role. It would be for me promoting. It would be for me to uh yeah, basically promote, promote, promote. That's what that was. And then anything after if I would get residuals, obviously my residuals if they were played on either cable or any syndication for the networks, if I if if I would get if I would get anything extra, at least it would get like at least ten cents, twenty five cents if I was lucky. Like that's what writers are getting. That's what actors are getting when they start um, when their season is over, after they're promoting everything. They're not getting this. People think that actors are getting. 10 million and this and that. No, there's some people who have earned their, earned their flowers for them to get that money, but they're not, none of these, like, hell, if I were ever to get casted, even as a background actor, and I was there for a day or two, most likely, if I were that lucky, I was going to get at least $125 a day, okay? For if I was only if I was only booked for two days to be in one fucking episode or two, I'm getting one twenty five a day. That's what that is. And it's a twelve hour shift during those days. So altogether it's one twenty five. And most of these background actors are getting that. There's some that will get even eighty five dollars a day. Some are getting 125 and if they're lucky for major roles or whatever, they can get up to either, um, depending on the thing, 200 250 or even 300 depending on the project. That's what that is. And people think, they're being so nuanced with it, they're thinking, uh, or nonchalant with it, excuse me, they're thinking that these actors are getting like 5000 here, uh, 10000 a million, ten. No, like, most of these background, background actors, like I said, are getting up, if they're lucky, at least up to 250 if they're lucky, or 300 based on the project. So that's why these people are going on strike. They want better money. No, like, who can live off six cents every single time an episode is in syndication? Nobody can live off that. All these, all these shows that you see that has been in syndication, King of Queens, Seinfeld, Friends, um, obviously most of these actors back then have special clauses where they will get more than just six cents here and there. Whereas you got other other uh, shows, if they're lucky to be syndicate, they will get at least a penny. Like, they will get these little penny checks. Like, you can't live off that. So they want better service. And for the streaming thing, which is an issue, which is a major issue for both writers and actors, what it is is that, um, so say for, like, they are not, especially with Netflix, they're not showing the number of units or the number of viewerships uh, these projects are getting when they're being looked at and, and, you know, when people are enjoying these projects. Like, 
if I was an actor and I got uh, picked for a show on Netflix and my all around check is $7,000 and it's an eight episode uh, show, people are rewatching it or people are, are watching it for the first time. I am not getting a residual check, period. If the show that I'm in is getting 10 thousands of hits or even 100,000 hits and I'm not getting anything every time when there's a new person that's hit uh that's getting the show or if there's a rewatch, I'm not getting no freaking extra money from that. And so all these actors who have signed roles, I mean signed these clauses with Netflix and Hulu and any other streaming service like Max any streaming service that provides entertainment, if the, if they're not getting the residuals, then where it, where where does it go? You know, especially if Netflix being one of, one of the services that are being private, they're basically not showing their viewership. So all these actors, they don't know how much they could have received. And the writers as well. They don't know how much they could have received if they saw the viewership or the units in, in terms of how much they could have made. So that's why they're they're striking. Now, um, um, let's see. Okay. Um, I'm trying to figure out where it is. Where is it? Where is it? So, first of all, uh, this is a, the first ever dual strike with the actors and writers since 1960. And so, yeah, this is not it. Like, what is the... I'm trying to see non New York Times. Okay, let me go with Variety. I think Variety has more. Excuse me. I think have Variety has more uh, uh, details. Um, yeah. So let's see. What is the Was this Matt Damon that talked about it? Yeah. Okay, so Matt Damon has talked about it. And this is an update, by the way, so that's good. Um, so Matt Damon said that this is what he said um, via Variety. He says, which is one of the A-list actors, by the way, he said, we gave the strike authorizations, um, authorization. We voted 98% to 2%. To do that because we know our leadership, <clears throat> excuse me, has our best interests at heart. It's really about working actors. It's $26,000 to qualify for health coverage. And a lot of people are on the margins and residual payments um, are getting them across the threshold. This isn't about, um, this isn't an academic exercise. This is real life and death stuff. Hopefully we get we get to a, a resolution quickly. No one wants to work stoppage, but we got to get a fair deal. 
That's what Matt Damon has said. And then... Let me see. Is this Christopher Nolan that says this? I think so. Hold on. Let me... Okay, okay, okay. Um, Christopher Nolan, who is the uh, director of this new film called Oppenheimer, um, it recently is doing its press tour. And their cast, which includes Robert Downey Jr., <gasps> excuse me, the uh, male lead, Killian Murphy from Pleaky Blinders, uh, Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, Florence Pugh, um, and I think Rami Malek is in it too, I could be wrong, um, he says that in terms of the movie Oppenheimer is listed about, the runtime is listed about like three hours. So, obviously, it was a big-budget film, and, yeah, where is it? Like, I'm trying, this is not it, oh my god, I'm so sorry, like, ugh. this is not working at all. Fuck, where is it? Okay, I'm going to have to go. Sorry about that. Okay, so I'm going to the to the actual organization uh, website, which is SAG-AFTRA. And, um, yeah. Okay. So the SAG-AFTRA, this is what they said on its website. It says, in a powerful show of solidarity, SAG-AFTRA members have voted 97.91, basically 98% in favor of a strike authorization ahead of negotiations of the TV theatrical contracts with nearly 65,000 members casting ballots for a voting percentage of 47.69% of eligible voters. The strike authorization does not mean the union is calling a strike. Interesting. SAG-AFTRA begins negotiations on June 7th with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, basically AMPTP. The affirmative vote on the authorization empowers the union's national board to to initiate a strike if the AMPTP won't reach a fair deal with the union. The current SAG-AFTRA TV theatrical contracts expired at midnight on June 30th, 2023. Okay. Then Fran Drescher, who is the current president of SAG-AFTRA, she has says the strike authorization votes have been tabulated and the membership joined their elected 
leadership and negotiating committee in favor of strength and solidarity. I'm proud of all of you who voted as well as those who are vocally supportive, even if unable to vote. Everyone played a part in this achievement. Together, we lock elbows and in in unity, we build a new contract that honors our contributions in this remarkable industry. Reflects the new digital and streaming business model and all um, and brings all our concerns for protections and benefits into the now. Bravo, Sagafra. We are in it to win it. Then she continues. Um, I cannot be more pleased with the response with the membership. This overwhelming yes vote is a clear statement that it's time for an evolution in this contract. As we enter what may be one of the most consequential negotiations in the union's history, inflation, dwindling uh, residuals due to streaming, and generative AI all threaten actors' ability to earn a livelihood if our contracts are not adapted to reflect the new realities. This strike authorization means we enter our negotiations from a position of strength so that we can deliver the the deal our members want and deserve. Um, This is the SAG after National Executive Director and Chief Negotiator, Duncan Cabtree, Ireland. That's what he has said on that now uh let me go to the strike news i feel like i feel like what am i feeling did i just read that one okay i feel like something else like where is it And I have to look it up again. Rules. Okay, so I'm going to go to Hollywood Reporter. Gosh, this is so long. Excuse me. Okay, so uh, the union. Okay, so the guidelines for these actors are affecting at least 160,000. Um. So yeah. So. The strike began now, basically, or at midnight, excuse me. Um, The guidelines released on Thursday states that the union's 160,000 affected members, doesn't matter if you're A-list to Z-list, will be prohibited from all principal on-camera work, including acting, singing, dancing, and stunts. They can't do stunts. Holy shit. On top of off-camera work, such as voice acting and narration. Even voice actors can't get, they can't, they're not allowed, because they're they're counted as actors. They're not allowed to scab, which is basically uh, uh, taking work while everyone is on strike. They're not allowed to do that. They're not, they're also barred. It also barred is background and stand-in work. So any extras, whether 
even if there are not like even if there are non-union if you want to join the SAG-AFTRA and you're non-union actor background extra all of that if you decide to try to get any type of work while this strike is in in play you're not you're not going to be eligible as a member if you are a background actor and you're trying to scab and you're in the union for SAG-AFTRA, you will probably get terminated from that union. That's what I'm believing. And if you are a non-actor and you are trying to get into the union and you start to scab, which is basically, again, taking work while the strike is in play, you're not going to be eligible to join the union. And this union, obviously, is the biggest union for for Hollywood. It's the only thing that can that uh, it's the only union that um, that's legit for these actors that you see again, whether they're from A list to Z list. So they're not allowed to do a lot of things. They're not allowed to. They're not. They're not allowed. They're not allowed to do um, conventions, panels, interviews. And again, they're they're basically influencers as well. So they cannot promote any solo projects that they have, any future projects that they have. They can't promote anything on their social media while the strike is in play. Because actors who are, you got to remember, actors who are promoting their work are getting money on social media. So again, if I was an actor and I was promoting my work, I'm still getting paid because of the fact that I'm promoting my work on social media, whether it's in video form or any type of social media that implies me getting money. What the heck is this car going? Excuse me, I'm being distracted. So like, say for instance, like TikTok, which is the one of the biggest ones, as well as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, anything that implies of me getting money, revenue, I can't do that now. And these actors, again, from A-list to Z-list, cannot promote as well. So, they there's also film, film, excuse me, film festivals that are coming up. Venice Film Festival, as well as TIFF which is Toronto um, International Film Festival, they're not allowed to walk on that. So um, they can't walk the Venice and Toronto red carpets or take part of take part of Emmy for your consideration campaigns. Now, Emmy, the Emmys just announced their nominations, I think, two days ago. They just announced their nominations. It's, it's weird timing how they did that, and yet... Uh, SAG after just went on strike, so, and not only that, but I think, which I'm trying to figure out which uh network is trying to get the Emmys this year. Fox is trying to get if Fox gets the Emmys, they're trying to push it to January. I think it's either ABC probably. I think it's ABC. If they're getting the Emmys, they're trying to push it to November of this year. So that's what they're trying to do. Um, let me see what else. Sorry for like the silence. I'm just trying to figure out 
Okay. Okay. So the strike notice instructs SAG-AFTRA members to direct their agents to cease all negotiations for services and to inform the union of any strike-breaking break, uh, strike activity. Auditions, rehearsals, and fittings, among other things, are barred, according to the document. So even if you're a stand-in, you're not allowed to do any work um, that's related to, to Hollywood. Stunts, voice acting, um, anything, you're not allowed to do any of that. Whether it's independent or uh, major, you're not allowed. Then... The union noted that members may be able to work on projects produced by non-AMPTP-related production companies under under these agreements if such projects qualify for an interim agreement. A list of eligible projects will be posted on its website. So I'm thinking if if that's the case, say for instance, because I don't know uh, the... I'll say, okay, the big major three, okay, exclude the U.S. There are three regions, westernized, obviously, three regions that if you're not working in the States, you're working across the border to Canada, across the ocean to the U.K., or across the Pacific Ocean and going to uh, Australia, New Zealand. Like, if you're not getting work in the States, you're getting work in, in these other three regions. And I don't know, I don't think Australia and New Zealand in particular, they have their own unions. And I don't, I don't think that their unions are um, aligned with SAG-AFTRA. Now, one in particular for that, um, Power Rangers, when when they ceased their production during the Fox era, because their production was in L.A., when it went to Disney, when Haim sold his, uh, his company to Disney, when they acquired it, they went straight. Instead of continuing to film in L.A., they went straight to New Zealand, because New Zealand is non-union, I think, for out for for the for, for the outsiders, basically people from the states and whatnot, and because Power Rangers is a non-union uh, show, um, it was easy for them to do that to go to New Zealand, get work, um, and not have to deal with union issues in the states, because Power Rangers in particular. Is, is all non-union. They never was a union. Um, three actors back in the day from the 90s, Tweed Tran, uh, Walter Emanuel Jones, and Austin St. John, especially Walter Emanuel Jones, who played Zach as the Black Ranger, wanted to get unionized. And because of the fact that it was pushed back against Haim Saban in his production, they decided to cut those three particular actors and replace them with three new people for for Power Rangers and because of the fact that they did that they continue on where they switched out certain actors every season to a point where now they went from um, switching out to continue the story they made sure that it would be a whole team every single year 
when they would do Power Rangers, so that way you couldn't get uh, pushback for union, because it's a non-union show and production company. And that's why with Disney, because obviously Disney being cheap with it, which is very strange given it's the biggest fucking network company ever, production company and network company ever in the history of Hollywood now. They sent, they required Disney during a time, and uh, not required Disney, excuse me, required Power Rangers during a time between 2002 and 2011, and they were all in New Zealand, and then um, Haim Saban took it back, he required, he he, he required Power Rangers again. And what happened was that he continued to film in New Zealand because, again, it's cheaper to film there, even though the actors in New Zealand are getting a chance to get major roles so that way they can get at least some type of push for the states if they're lucky within their own union. But, um, yeah, like Haim Saban, he continued to uh, film in New Zealand and then Hasbro took it, and Hasbro continued to film in New Zealand until this year, I think. This year, they ceased all production in New Zealand for Power Rangers. And now, I'm thinking they did that because of the strike. And if they didn't do it because of the strike, they just did it because of whatever their contract was with New Zealand's uh, uh, union there as well as their production council there, and then who knows what they're going to do right after. But yeah, Power Rangers is a major um, uh, example for non-union actors if you're trying to get on. And so this 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 clause that SAG-AFTRA has done for the strike, this is what they're doing. Um... Yeah, it's it's a lot. I'm trying to see the demands, though. Because, like... <clears throat> okay, so this is what this is. Okay, so now that SAC-AFTRA is on strike, excuse me for the, again, for the the dead silence... Under the rules, all covered services and performing work must be withheld, including, but not limited to, principal on camera work, such as acting, singing, dancing, performing stunts, pilot, piloting on camera aircraft, puppeteering, performance capture on, or motion capture work. Holy shit. So you mean to tell me... If you're lucky, I mean, if you're in that, say, for instance, certain entertainers who are part of the union, and I'm thinking like Beyonce, because she would act, um, act as well as other uh, Kid Rock, who's a performer. Who else is an actor that's a musician? There's so many people like Dominic Fike, who's a newcomer, Zendaya, like all these people, they can't do this, like they can't do principal on-camera work while on strike unless they're in a non-union 
a non-union show or with a clause for them to do any work. Like, that's it. And then, of course, principal off-camera work, such as ADR looping, which is when they do uh, redo voiceovers for uh, their acting scenes, um, as well as syndication or whatever, just in case. Uh, TV trailer promos, theatrical trailers. So if they were doing some type of like intros, like, hi, I'm this and this, and and this is the trailer for uh, for the new movie, blah, blah, blah. Like, they can't even do that. Voice acting, any voice acting. ADR Lupin is the same thing with voice acting. So any of the voice acting that you see when it comes to uh, English dub anime, uh, animation, or even uh, narrations when it comes to documentaries on whether it's documentaries in, in movies or TV series, miniseries, anything, commercial work. You saw, you see how all these um, actors would be um, like so, someone like Sam Jackson being on, on Capital One. When he does his voiceover or whatever, his appearance, you can't, like, they can't do that now. Um, what else? They cannot do. Uh, singing, of course, that's what they're saying, even if it's off-camera work. Narration, what, what I just said about narrating um, documentaries and stuff like that. Um, they can't do stunt coordinating, related services. So anything about blocking and whatnot, uh, choreography and stuff, if they were doing some like fight scenes and shit, they can't do that. Stand-in work, so if you were a stand-in actor for... an for A-lister or the lead of um, any type of TV shows and stuff, like for the principal cast and all that, like you're not allowed to do that. I I wonder if this also implies for the Broadway actors. That's what I'm thinking, for Broadway. Anything that has to do, whether it's off-Broadway or on-Broadway, musicals and whatnot, plays, dialogues, monologues, so they basically can't do that either. Uh, photo and body doubles, again, another, like, stand-in work. They really had to specify because if, say, if they went vague with it, then people would challenge it. So they have to, like, f specify certain things. Now, fittings, wardrobe tests, and makeup tests, usually people will come through to test, um, say, for instance, if you, like, for Marvel, if you were a stand-in for Chris Evans as Captain America, whether it's a body double for blocking or just to, to get the look for storyboards, you're not allowed to do that either. Just to run through test drive, uh, whether it's a dialogue between two actors or a, um, a stunt work where Captain America is running or fighting or even posing, they can't do that now. Um, rehearsals and camera tests, again, what I just said about what people are doing, scanning, so people will be scanned for 3D CGI work, whether it's for video games or whatnot, or um, TV work, like anything, like even for doll, for even, and I'm thinking for wrestlers, unless they're not, for, um, for WWE, if they're not uh, union actors, they can't do like, if they were, like, say, for instance, Sasha Banks, a.k.a. Mercedes Renato, as well as Seth Rollins, they're getting uh, multiple deals, as well as uh, Ronda Rousey. They're getting multiple gigs, and if they were scanning for uh, 
any type of role so that way it could be easier for CGI work, they're not allowed to do that either. Interviews and auditions, including self-tape. So anything, any auditions, whether you're doing it via a Zoom or even in person, you're not allowed. Interviews of any kind, whether it's on the phone, video, uh, or in, for any junkets, you're not allowed. Okay, so promotion of publicity services for work under the TV theatrical contract, contracts, such as tours, they can't do pre, uh, press junkets, basically, which is all on here on this list. They can't do personal appearances, so I'm, I'm guessing they can't do cameos either. Interviews, conventions, fan expos, basically anything panels like Comic-Con or any type of con from any city or region, they're not allowed. Festivals as well, they're not allowed. For your consideration events, they're not allowed, which is basically like luncheons and galas, just in case if you're going to be nominated for the role that you did, whether it's the Emmy, Critics' Choice, Independent Spirits Awards, uh, NAACP Image Awards, um, uh, SAG Awards, basically, Golden Globes, as well as Oscar, which is the biggest one, as well as the BAFTAs, um, I think, for the British Awards or even Juno Awards. Now I'm thinking it's also for people who's in Canada and UK for some to some degree. That's what I'm thinking. They can't do panels. They can't do premiere screenings. They can't do award shows of any kind because, hello, writing is part of that. Um, they can't do junkets, which is what you see every time when they go from red carpet to red carpet. Um, when they are talking to people like from IMDb or Extra TV, Entertainment Tonight, Access Hollywood, they cannot do that. Um, podcast appearances, wow! So they can't do podcasts either, because they podcast is considered a script, because because of how. Uh, most of these uh, podcasts would set up their uh, their shows and stuff because they usually write them down so that way they can, yeah, wow, they can't do podcasts. Holy shit. They can do podcast appearances, social media, studio showcases. Dang. Negotiating or entering into and or consenting to an agreement to perform cover services in the future any new agreement related to merchandising connected to a, a covered project, the creation and use of digital replicas, including through the reuse of prior work. Dang, performing on a trailer for a struck production or any ancillary content connected to a struck production. Dang, so even podcasts, which is have become the newest thing, like if you're not like, because they get deals and stuff to talk about their previous work or they're doing interviews and stuff, even if it's free, a free uh, chance for you to go and promote, whether it's like people like Joe Rogan or people like um, the his Logan Paul's podcast or anything. You're not allowed. That's crazy. That is crazy. So I feel bad for these actors who are scraping change, especially due to the inflation of rent and whatnot, and are not getting no money for payment for residuals. And sometimes a one time payment, they can only do so much or not enough at all. Sometimes they're less than what you expect 
even if you are a stand-in or a model or anything, you can't do a lot of shit now. That is crazy. I feel bad for these actors because they're they're literally trying to be what they love to do as well as make sure that they, they give us entertainment, the consumers and whatnot. So, and not only that, but like these networks, these studio executives, um, Bob Iger in particular, I said this earlier, he's saying that it needs to be real, realistic uh, in terms of like what kind of negotiation that sag after needs to do with these studio executives and these networks. And he doesn't think that whatever their negotiation, not negotiation, there's, um, he doesn't think that whatever SAG after is trying to have is good enough or not good enough. He thinks that is outrageous or outlandish, which is stupid. I also feel bad that, um, yeah, people, it's not just a list again, it's from, from all lists. It doesn't matter what you are. But yeah, I feel I just feel bad for that cuz like they can't do nothing. And me, I'm not an actor. I want to be an actor. I'm a non-union actor. I'm not even that. Like I just want to be. You know, I want to be an actor, but I can't do anything. And not only that, but there will be a lot of people. This is what the network is going to do, right? Most of these networks and studios they are still going to provide work for people who really want to be an actor and they're they're going to take most of these people unfortunately will take these jobs and these paychecks cuz they need to pay rent and what the what the networks are trying to do one for the writing they're trying to use ai networks um ai uh yeah ai networks to um general uh, to um excuse me to do its own version of a script and then they and then the networks also want to use background actors to do uh uh scenes in the background so that way the networks can scan them in still time uh while they're while they're being filmed they want them to they want to scan these band background actors use their likeness like their likeness so that they can replicate them in order for them to fill the void of a scene. That's what they're trying to do. Since SAG-AFTRA is now on strike. It's crazy. Like, people need to get it together. That's all I got to say.